Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome once again to the Accra Community Church. I'm speaking today on generosity. And the title of my sermon is Six Minutes and 15 Pesos. Six Minutes and 15 Pesos. And so I'd like to start by answering the question what is generosity or what does it mean to be generous? The dictionary tells us that generosity or being generous is showing a readiness to give more of something than is strictly necessary or expected or of a thing larger or more plentiful than is usual or necessary. And so I thought to myself, okay, so who are the world's most generous people? Did a quick Google search and the list showed some of the richest people in this world. Um, Warren Buffett apparently has given over $44 billion. Ghana's economy is worth about $80 billion, give or take. So he's donated over half of Ghana's GDP to charitable works. Um, Bill and Melinda Gates have given about $30 billion. Um, George Soros, $16 billion, and the list just shows people who have given billions and billions and billions. And if I were to ask the same question of Ghana, who do you think the most generous person in Ghana is, you'd probably start mentioning some very wealthy people that we know. However, if we turn to the Bible and ask the same question, we'll begin to see that the standards are different. And looking at Jesus, at least how he modeled his life for us, his way of thinking, we'll see that the most generous are often those whose names do not make any headlines whatsoever. In fact, their identities probably won't be known until we meet one day in heaven. And so what impresses Jesus really is not what you give or how much you give, but then the attitude behind the giving. And while that, you know, we can be generous with money, it doesn't mean that when we, when we give money or when we give a lot, it's not generous. But fundamentally, as we'll see, it comes down to the attitude behind the giving or the motivations behind it. So the good news is that we can all be generous. It doesn't matter how much you have or how much you give, but no matter your place in life, you can have a, a heart of, of generosity. The story of the widow's might from Mark 12, 41 to 44 tells us a story of a woman who went to the temple and she gave an offering. Uh, it's just uh, four, four verses, so I'll read it quickly. Mark 12, 41 to 44. 
And he sat down opposite the treasury and began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury. And many rich people were putting in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which amount to a cent. Calling his disciples to him, he said to them, Truly, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the contributors to the treasury. For they all put in out of their surplus, but she, out of poverty, put in all she owned, all she had to live on. Amen. And so the background here is that Jesus is at the temple. He's sitting down and he's just watching people as they come and, and give their offerings. So he sees the, the, the Bill Gates, he sees the Warren Buffett, they come and they are, they are dropping in huge, huge sums of money. And then out of nowhere, this poor-looking woman comes. The Bible says um, she's a widow. She comes in and she basically drops two coins into the, the offering bowl, as we call them we call them today. And out of all the people who came and gave that day, it was that woman that he picked up or picked out to tell a story about, to make an example of to, to his disciples. And for the Bible to tell us that she's a widow, basically in those, in those days, um, women were living under, either you're living under the protection and pr provision of your father or your husband. And so when you become a widow, then basically there's, there's not much hope for you as far as the finances and well-being are concerned. And so this is someone that really had nothing. You know, she, she really had nothing. And I asked myself, I said, okay, so w what's the value of the amount she puts, she puts in the treasure, she puts in the, in the offering bowl? The Bible says she puts two coins. Now, apparently, the, the two coins equal the smallest unit at the time. So let's say if it's today in Ghana, the smallest coin we have, I believe, is the one Pessoa coin. That's one way of looking at it. The other way is that the two coins represent six minutes of an average daily wage. Now, for someone who is poor, we can say that she was probably earning minimum wage, if, if at all. And our minimum wage is 12 CDs, 53 pesos. And so that basically means she put 15 pesos in the, in the, offering, in the offering bowl, less than one CD. Um, 15 pesos in many parts of Accra won't even buy you pure water. That's, that's how poor this woman was. And I asked myself, if I was working and I saw 15 pesos on the ground, would I stop? Would I stop and pick it up? Probably not. Um, maybe for 10 CDs or 5 CDs, I'll pick it up and try and figure out who, who dropped their money. But for 15 pesos, many of us would actually just walk past because the, the idea is that it's not, it's not worth our time to even stop and bend down and, and, pick, and pick up that money. But then that is what this woman gave that, that day, that blessed day. That is, what, that is what she gave. And Jesus gave her a commendation. He said that that's, or those two coins are worth more than all the, all the millions or thousands of CDs or dollars or whatever that had been placed in the treasury that day. 
this is you know Jewish society. We know Jews. Jews don't have a problem with money. I mean, they are some of the wealthiest people in the world. And so to say this that this woman puts more in than everyone else, there are some lessons. There are some lessons in there. The first is that um, never devalue your gift, no matter how small it is. And when I say gifts, the story talks about money. But really, the lesson here is that the gift here, or being generous here, is not only about money. It's about our time, that is giving our time to help or serve other people. It's about using the talents or the gifts God has given us in service of other people. Then also, um, we can also give. We can also give money, but it doesn't mean that one is more important than the other, because we are all gifted differently. There are points in our lives where we had a lot of time. Um, eventually, you realize that time is getting scarce, but you have more money, or you've you've found some of your gifts and you've you've explored them. You can use them to help to help other people. And so, um, this idea here that giving is not really out of abundance is captured um, by Paul when he talks about, um, in Second Corinthians 8, he says that they give out of overflow, overflowing joy and, and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. So, these people were given the Macedonians were given to their to their brethren um, in Israel who were going through a famine, and these were very these were very poor people. But the Bible tells us here that their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. No one coerced them; no one made them give out of guilt. Their offerings were given voluntarily, and they considered it a great privilege to even be able to give and so six minutes what what can we do with six minutes or what can we even do with 15 persons in six minutes you can call a friend just to check on them you can help someone with a with a quick with a quick favor i just want us to see that in in sharing our gifts or in giving or sharing our, our treasures or our time it doesn't always have to be the big things doing something magnificent for somebody Yes, times will come where you have to go out of your way to, to help someone. But then the simple everyday things, as we've seen here, six minutes, really, it's enough to make, it, make a, a phone call, say a quick prayer with a friend over the phone, um, encourage them, talk to them about, about faith, um, share with them perhaps something they are going through. If you have experience in that, share with them how you felt or how you dealt with it. Um, when when you are going when you are going through it, there are many opportunities for us to to be generous. Um, invite a colleague out to lunch, or share your lunch with a colleague. Use that time to just to just talk to them about life. How are you doing? How are things going? Um, how's work? How's family life? All these things. And over time, what we are doing is that we are we are opening the door for them to to share with us some of the things that we are going through, or we will actually learn from them and sharing with them things things that um, 
things that we are going through. Taking the time to mentor um, a young or younger lady or a younger um, gentleman. Just give them six minutes, six minutes here and there. Yes, um, life can get very busy, but six minutes is not very hard, um, very hard to spare. The second is that, the second lesson here is that you are not too young or too old to be generous. The time is now. Many times we think that, oh, okay, maybe I'm too young or I'm too old or the time is not right or I don't have enough money or I don't have enough of this or enough of that. But the story of the, the widow's might tells us that she was an old older woman, but she was the one who was commended for her offering. Elsewhere in the Gospels, we see the, the story of Jesus feeding the um, 5,000 men with the, I, I always mix it up, the, the loaves and the fish. I forget which is which. Um, but this was a young boy who gave up his lunch. And out of that small sacrifice, 5,000 men, not including women and children, were fed. So again, just looking at, comparing to the story of the, the widow, where Jesus said that that small offering she gave or that small sacrifice she, ma she made or that small act of generosity was the greatest that day. And this boy also given his lunch, just his lunch in a small, probably in a small, a small bag, grew to feed so many people. And that's one thing that generosity does, is that many times we think, oh, perhaps this is a small, um, a small act of, of generosity, but to the person who is receiving it, it's actually profound. It's actually um, very, very important. And as I was preparing for this, I remembered when I was when I was in college um, at my at my church. This older couple just took took an interest in me and became uh, my father and mother in a, in a strange and foreign land. And um, the first time I had to move out of my dorm and back to move out of my dorm to another dorm, the man took the day off, came with his pickup, packed every, he did most of the work. I basically just gave, gave directions. And he moved me into my, my new dorm, put everything in its place. And the one thing he did was he prayed with me. And that's something that has stuck with me um, to this day. Occasionally we catch up and even when I try to say thank you, he, he, he feels that um, it's like, oh, after all these years, why are you still saying thank you for these little things? But, but to me, who, is, who was the recipient? It's, you know, to this day, it's still one of the acts of kindness showed towards me that I, I, I treasure. Um, a, few, a few weeks ago, I was at a friend's mother-in-law's funeral. And as the tributes poured in, one thing that became very clear and evidence was that all this old lady did on a daily basis, she would call all her children, she would call all her in-laws, she would call her, her grandchildren, she would call her sons and daughters in the church, and she would pray with them. And so almost every day you receive a phone call, you answer, she will ask you, how are you doing, how is life, you did the other, and then she will pray with you. Apparently, these were very, very short, very short phone calls. But then on that day, you could just sense the gratitude 
um, with which those who had been on the receiving end of those seemingly simple acts of generosity, you could just you could just tell that they really really um, treasured it. They really valued it. And so again, it goes it goes back to the the point that generosity is not necessarily being able to give big uh, chunks of your time or um, sharing your gift in mighty ways or giving huge sums of, of money. If you are able to, that's all well and good. But then the everyday generosity or the everyday acts of generosity, that's something that is available to each one of us. Each one of us has a peculiar gift for some people they call you and even just them asking, how are you doing? You, you realize that you don't give them the generic, oh, I'm doing well, how are you? Some people, that question from them, how are you, makes you actually open up and tell them exactly how you're feeling and the things that you are going through. So perhaps you have that gift of just having people open up to you. So just call people and ask them how they are doing, how's their week going, how's life, how's, how is his family doing? Don't think that it's nothing. No, it's actually very important for people to know that there's someone out there who, who cares about them, who will pray with them, will pray with them um, on the phone. The third lesson is that generosity is, is really from our heart. or the attitude behind the generosity is really what matters. So you, we could go around trying to be generous, trying to, to do great things. But if we do it with the wrong attitude, the wrong motive, or the wrong hearts, we are basically wasting our time. In 1 Corinthians 13.3, Paul says that, and if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love it profits nothing so we see here that just giving is not enough what is the motive what's the motivation what is the heart behind the giving are we giving because we want other people to see it and and just describe us as very generous people very kind-hearted people or are we doing it just because we have a heart of love. Because Paul tells us that whatever you're doing, whatever act of generosity you're, you're, you're performing, if it's not backed by love, then you're, you're wasting your time. So you could go and empty your bank account and give it to a charity. And if it's not done out of love, you've basically thrown money, you've thrown money down, down the drain. So, we give because really it honors it honors God, and we give because we know that even though we are not after human accolades, God sees us. Just as Jesus sat and was watching the people come and go and put their offerings um, in the in the collection bowl, God is also watching us as we perform these acts of generosity, and He's looking at our heart. Are we doing it? out of love or are we doing it out of some some selfish um, selfish goals a lot of the time it's easy to to just be more interested in 
those accolades. Oh, if I do this, people, people will say I'm so kind. People will say I'm so generous. But then we see that that is not the right motive to have. We are to give because God has given us enough. Or we believe that even though we, we may not have enough, God will always provide. We are supposed to worry only about today and not tomorrow or where tomorrow's food will come from. So, so long as there's sufficiency today, we can give, be it time, be it um, resources, resources, be it sharing, sharing a, a gift that we have, knowing that tomorrow will take care of itself and that God will provide for us tomorrow, even as he has provided, provided um, today. And so the other thing that should help us is just taking our time to understand the sacrifice that God himself has made for us. Because for many of us, if you, if you want to be honest, the reason you love, you really love your parents is that they've done, they've done so much for you. And so the people who feel that perhaps their parents didn't do enough, you realize that they don't, they don't show as much love um, towards them. And so it's the same thing with God. He gave us his only son to come and die for us. And that singular act of love means that we should feel a sense of um, desire to help other people. Because we are all image bearers of God. He created us in our image. If I were to meet somebody who has been very kind to me, let's say in 10 years or 20 years, I meet the person's son or daughter, just because of their father or their mother's generosity towards me, even without them asking for anything, I will feel obliged to do something for them. Even if they don't need it, I will still feel obliged to do something for them because I feel that I owe a certain debt or a certain um, act of showing gratitude for what was done for me. And so fundamentally, that is the, the basis of everything, of thinking about this um, generosity topic, is that God has already given us so much, especially and first and foremost in Jesus coming to die for us, that out of that gratitude, out of that love, out of that appreciation, we will extend love to those, to those around us. And just Jesus showing, coming to die for us. Sometimes I sit down and I, I, I know they have, I can count probably, I may not even get to three, the number of people I'll, I'll be willing to, to give my life, my life for. And I just, it's because I pick those people because I think they, they deserve it or I think that they are, they are worth it. But then God did not consider that. He actually um, came to die for the, for the worst of us, for those that man will say, okay, this person is a very bad sinner, a terrible sinner, the worst sinner amongst us. Even those people, the gift of salvation is still, is still available to them. And so that's one thing that I want us to just continue um, playing, playing in our minds. That sacrifice that was 
made for you and I. That is why we're we're in this room today. It doesn't matter that we think we don't have enough time, we think we don't have enough money. Um, many of us, yes, we think we may not have enough. But let this story of the widow just remind you when you feel like you don't have enough that of all the people that day, the, the richest people in, in the society at the time, they came and they gave. They gave a lot. They probably had honors and places of honor reserved for them. But Jesus did not single out any of those people. He singled out this woman who basically gave 15 pesos. That is the person that Jesus singled out. And when we re remember the story of the talents, the truth is that every single one of us has been given something. And God has given it to us as a gift to other people. It's not meant for us to just sit on and enjoy by ourselves. But it is meant for us to share with others. And in sharing with others, we also extend the love of God to them. Because in many instances, or from, from experience and observation, you realize that the love of God many times is expressed by other people. Um, God, yes, God can come down and tell you that I love you, but we are the vehicles of that love. We are the agents of that love. And so it places a big responsibility on us to constantly and continuously give out of what he has given us. Just continue to give out of what he has given us. If it's, it's time that we have, invest the time in people. If it's a peculiar gift, um, say the gift of encouragement, the gift of prayer, let's share it with, with other people. Share it with, with those around us. Because one day, ultimately, we'll have to account for every single gift God has given us. And do we want to hear, well done, you good and faithful servant? Or do we want to be told that we are a wicked servant because we took the talent that God gave us and buried it? And so this morning, the story of this widow is basically one of sharing out of the little God has given us. And there's no such thing as not having enough. Because if this person could give such a small amount, basically it could have been all she had. Perhaps she didn't even eat dinner that day because she gave, she gave the, the money she would have used for dinner to God. So if even this woman could give, then we really um, do not have an excuse to share what God has given us. No matter how small it is, there are people that those small acts of acts of love or those small acts of generosity will be will be the, the glimpse they have of the love of God. Usually it's it's the recipient who values the generosity more than the more than the giver. So it's not really um, we shouldn't say that oh no I don't have enough of this, I don't have enough of that. No. Six minutes is all you need. Six minutes of prayer, six minutes of checking up on somebody, six minutes of 
encouragement, whatever gifts you have, six minutes is more than enough time because that is what that was the worth of what the widow gave and she was commended for it. So as we go about our our week, our days, go about work and life, let's remember that it's in the little things. It's in the six minutes that we spend. But rest assured that God looks at our hearts. He knows that we are given out of what he has given us. And we are showing his love to people who otherwise might not experience the love of God in any other way. But it is in us just six minutes. Six minutes is all it takes. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.